What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a new episode of the Triflix Cast. I'm Tristan Watkins, and today we have a special guest, Ben Gluntz. What up, Ben? We're chilling, McMillan. We're chilling. <laughs> this is the Triflix Cast, man. This is where we interview the creative, the innovators, the people like flipping the game, doing some crazy stuff, taking some crazy shots. Some crazy shots. And today we have one of the craziest shooters in the game, Mr. Ooh, yeah. Ben Gluntz. So he's a, a photographer, a self-made man of media. We actually, he's actually working here now at Triflix yeah. LLC. Love so, it. I'm glad. You want to introduce <laughs> yourself, man, a little bit better than I did. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, dude, you said it. You said it first. Just a shooter. I'm a pure shooter. I like to I like to shoot people. I like to shoot landscapes with a camera. Um, with a camera, of course. I'm I'm not a serial killer. Come on. Yeah. Come on now. Um, yeah, dude. That's basically me. Um, started shooting like a year and a half ago, and can't what, really stop ever since. What's so. your style? Why, why, why do I go to you instead of any other photographer? Man, there's my so style? many. I, I, there I, is so many. So there's many times, I like, hey, do you have a shooter? For, do you have a uh, photographer for your wedding? Like, oh yeah, my aunt's doing it. My cousin's doing it. Why, why are you better oh, than that cousin? I could go so far into that, man. <laughs> <laughs> why are you better than the cousin? Why am I better than the cousin? What's your style? Um, <laughs> the easy answer is that I'm a professional. <laughs> Oh, oh man. <laughs> the hard answer is um, I put the time and effort into like my passion is creating your story, mm -hmm. not just snapping photos of what I see. I see the world a little differently. Okay. Um, I see it through a more creative lens. Uh, when I'm when I'm shooting, I'm not just standing there in front of the object. Like I'm looking around, I'm seeing what I can include in the object that's going to bring um, more attention to the person or the thing that I'm shooting. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm running around like, like I sweat a lot when I shoot. Yeah. Like it's, it's not an easy job. That's for sure. Um, and I'm not just talking about my hiking adventures. Yeah. Um, if I'm at a wedding, I'm running all over the place, making sure I'm trying to get every angle, mm -hmm. um, so that I can capture it in the best way possible for that couple. Yeah. Actually, that's how you first, uh, that was your first job inside the company. It was a wedding, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the way we had met was a mutual friend. I was looking for a photographer for, uh, was that the, the first one was the wedding. Yep. And, um, I needed a photographer. One of our mutual friends recommended Ben, um, He'd seen your Instagram. Shut up, Dane. Dane Causey, man. <laughs> He's uh, actually his best man at his wedding. He'll be best man of mine. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, But he put me onto your work. I liked it. And I was like, all right, well, let's uh, let's subcontract him out for this wedding. We'll do the photography. He killed it. And let's just say, at that point, I was not as good as I am now. No, no. So, You've grown. So the fact that you uh, liked my work back then mm -hmm. really stuck out to me. Because I knew at that point I had so much more to learn and I had... Yeah, yeah so it's all about gross. It's all about framing, get those shots right. I mean, yeah. you can edit a lot in post, but if like if you don't frame it well and the focus is out, like yeah. that's pretty key. Exactly. Um, so after that, we subcontracted him for one more job for um, some professional headshots. A company up in Southport, Indiana, wanted some like mm -hmm. high level, high quality headshots of their staff. He killed that job again. We delivered. Of course. Uh, we did a two-shooter for that. I did some side profile. He did, like, the, the face, the, the full frontal. Full frontal. <laughs> the full frontal shot. <laughs> uh, for, uh, that out for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> for, the, for a consulting firm. Um, and after that, I realized, like, yeah, this dude's got some good talent, some good photography skills. So we brought him in, and uh, he's been working almost full-time. I feel like it's, like, 30 to 40-hour flex. Yeah. 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 I mean, here and there. Basically... 
when I need to get my work done, I get my work done. Right. And when I don't have work to do, I I go do other things. I go yeah. shoot more. Yeah. Yeah. He's always <laughs> I go hiking. Working. Yeah. So what's your favorite part? Like when it comes to this type of work? Um, to the type of work I'm doing here or like my start off with photography. So just photography. Oh man, dude. Um, I think creating in general, my favorite part has been all the people that have been able to meet along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many unique people, unique stories. And when you're in a profession where your, your passion is creating, um, media that, that basically tells that story to like, I don't know, to an audience, um, man, that's like my favorite part is hearing everybody's story mm -hmm. and then being able to capture that for them in a way where they can look back on it and it just blows their mind. They're like, whoa, yeah. I knew the story in my head, but you created an image or you created a video that really captured the essence of that story. Mm -hmm. And now I get to watch it back and kind of like watch how mine, my mind worked yeah. through, through that. So what's been your best, like, uh, like reaction, a client or someone you shot for has had, Oh man, there's quite a few. Um, and that I can dive into that too, because I think the other, the other aspect of that mm -hmm. is changing someone's view on themselves. Um, that's a huge thing, a huge passion I have. Um, it's, uh, self, um, what do you want to call it? Hmm. Uh, lost for words. Um, the way someone looks at themselves. Oh, um, yeah. Like their their uh, self, like not value, but like um, self realization, self perception. You yeah, could say, you could say that. There's a better word out there. I'll probably think of it near the end of the podcast. But um, self perception, the way you look at yourself, the way you value yourself, the way you value how you look, mm -hmm. um, that is that can be an issue with people. I've struggled with that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't until months ago that I actually felt comfortable, um, posting like professional pictures of myself because I would self critique it mm -hmm. like super hardcore. Um, and I think there's a beauty in, uh, someone's natural element, mm -hmm. AKA not posing them. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that they look 10 times better when they're not posed. Right. And they're just laughing at a joke that you just cracked to them or um, laughing at a silly, silly cue that you're having them do, you know, mm -hmm. act drunk or something like they're going to they're going to laugh at that because that's actually funny. And mm -hmm. they get to um, have fun with themselves, have fun with their partner and, you know, just have a good time. But then you're capturing them in that moment and then they see that and they they realize they look like extremely good in mm -hmm. that photo um and so getting those reactions um definitely it definitely hits home for me yeah. i love that yeah that's like um whenever i'm doing videos for clients um uh, so to fully explain what ben does here uh we'll probably dive more into that later but in in summary we brought ben in primarily for photography expertise taking like client photos anytime we have photo shoots or anything like that um, but also he's starting to manage some of the social media um just to explain what it is that he is doing here. Uh, I don't just sit around here and do nothing. Right, right, right. Yeah, and um, going like onto the customer or the client or your talents, perceptions of themselves, one of my favorite part of doing the video work is whenever you get the feedback and it's like the bride cried watching it yeah. and then they're just like overly ecstatic about this thing that you were able to create essentially out of nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had the talent there, but like you were able to capture that moment in time and just see their reaction and they're yeah. hear you about the reaction later on. That's really, really cool. 
Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, <clears throat> I created a video for a friend of mine who um, adopted twins when mm -hmm. they were born. Well, she didn't adopt them later until they were about two years old. Uh, they went through the foster care system. But when she officially adopted them, you know, after going through that foster process, she was finally able to really show the kids like online, you know, mm -hmm. um, post pictures about them. So I was able to create just a short little three minute video of just what life in their house was like. You yeah. know, she's a single mom with two kids, two little toddlers. I was able to capture that for her. And yeah, I mean, she cried watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's such a satisfying thing because it's like, I mean, it's not that it's not much work for us because, you know, there is a lot of talent that is mm -hmm. involved. But um, just the like out of all the things you could do with your life, I don't think there's very many other occupations or, or avenues that give you that same reaction from somebody, you know. Uh, I really, yeah. I think that's why like photography and videography or just artists in general, like it's amazing the type of um, impact that you can have on society, yeah. whether it's a bunch of people viewing work or just one individual, you know, it makes it all worth it. Oh, it drives, I mean, media drives emotion, mm -hmm. photos, videos, they drive emotion, um, whether that's on social media <clears throat> where you, you know, find a random cat video online and then you want to share it with all your friends. Like the reason that you wanted to share that with all your friends is because it, it hit home with you, whether that was with your humor or yeah. whether it was a feel-good video like, you know, military coming home, mm -hmm. um, seeing it, their spouse for the first time in nine months over a year, and then you want to share that with everybody. Yeah, That's not just random. That video hit home with you. It, it struck a chord, and then you yeah. automatically want to turn around and share that to the world mm -hmm. because you want the world to feel the emotion that you felt when you watched that video. Yeah, it that's the emotion out thing. of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really does, man. So how did you get started in photography? Like how, at what point in life did you start picking up a camera and going at it? Um, man, I mean, you think back to when I was, you know, eight or nine years old, we were taking family vacations and, you know, mm -hmm. my mom has a digital camera or, um, I, I believe the, the first time I look back and I remember shooting was on a Kodak disposable camera that my mom gave me for a trip out west mm -hmm. to like the Grand Canyon. That was when I was probably like five or six. Mm -hmm. I took that camera wherever I went, went and just, I just shot shots. I mean, you know, I, I don't know where those photos are, but I remember doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think the only reason I really remember doing it is because I'm so far into um, the game now. But other than that, it's just always been in my blood to see things a little differently yeah. um whether that was capturing photos or just um uh, writing papers i remember uh hating the process of writing papers but always looking back after writing papers and been like wow like i love telling that story whatever mm -hmm. i was trying to tell and i actually equate writing a paper to um editing and creating a story with a video it's kind of the same process up in here um yeah. and and so like from that and then going into about two years ago when I actually picked up like a professional camera other than my older sisters who's a photographer as well every once in a while, um, picking that camera up was probably the first time I started to actually think I'm a photographer and I can do this. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can shoot like for real. Um, but before then it was just always had an eye for the aesthetically pleasing, mm -hmm. pleasing things. I mean, yeah, love doing it. So Makes sense. it's been about two years, I guess. What's uh? Do you remember what your first like paid gig was? First paid gig, uh, um, or it honestly was. 
I think it was a real estate gig, uh-huh. which is not very glamorous. Um, but I remember taking my camera, just a simple body. Uh, I think I used my 18 to 55 kit kit lens yeah. and I went up and photographed this uh, penthouse for somebody downtown Indy. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was one of the first times I like got paid. Yeah. Um, and it felt like a, you know, a, a true photography, like right. business gig, not just me going out and shooting, you mm-hmm. know, friends downtown or you know, going out hiking and stuff. Yeah. And what's been the the most fun or most memorable one you've had? Most memorable? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I can't, I can't really say any professionally paid gig has been the most memorable when it comes to me shooting photos. Right. Just any of your shots. Um, I would say... Most recently, the most memorable has been um, when I went out to Virginia. We were able to climb two mountains in the span of about two days. No, we climbed them both in one day. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We woke up, climbed a mountain in the morning for sunrise, and then went through the whole day and then climbed another mountain for sunset. That was super memorable. Got to hike it with some really close friends. and mm-hmm. Man, my legs killed at the end of it, but the shots we got and the times we shared were yeah. um, absolutely unforgettable. Was that with Kip? Uh, Kip actually didn't go. No. Kip yeah. skipped out. Kip skipped out on both of those hikes. We won't bash him too much, no, but you no, know, had to throw a little uh, shade. He no, was there though. He right. went with me. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's always fun whenever you get to go out with uh, with a group of friends, and it, it doesn't have to be a paid job. But like those are the most memorable because like you, whenever you reflect on those photos, and like you said, you want people to share it because it invokes emotion. But not everything needs to be shared with the world. Like sometimes it's just for your own personal memory you know like your own personal like bank of of all these memories that you've had all these close uh, interactions with your friends um so that's really cool that you got to have that yeah i mean i have countless photos um on my phone and on my hard drive of just memories with friends and even even the trips that i take or or um the mountains that i hike there are countless photos that i haven't posted or shared with anybody mm-hmm. that just remain on my hard drive um as memories and yeah. uh i mean heck i with my roommates and close friends, like I'll take photos of our get-togethers. I'll take photos of us just hanging around in the house because uh, I think those are the most. When you when we talk about memorable too, memorable too, those are some of the best moments, and mm-hmm. and I actually enjoy that a lot because even though my friends hate me for it sometimes, um, they'll look back and I'll be able to produce like a very good quality photo of them just in their natural habitat hanging out with their friends yeah and then they come back to me and they're like oh my gosh ben like this photo is amazing thank you so much for taking it and uh yeah just to be able to do that for my friends and and i've even done that for you know family on on uh thanksgiving mm-hmm. last year i was able to do that for my family and catch some really special moments um which wouldn't have looked that good if you would have just taken them with your with your phone right you know so it's really cool to provide that for people. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you've been doing photography professionally for at least a year plus now, mm-hmm. closer to two years, um, what, like, have you started to develop goals for yourself moving forward? Or you want to talk about, like, goals that you've set and you've started to meet already? Yeah. So a big goal for me um, is with my personal business, I would say. Uh, working here is great. Like, mm-hmm. we do a lot of cool things here. <clears throat> um, but... My personal business, uh, man, I want to I want to scale that and and I want to travel and be able to produce that same level of content, that same level of storytelling for 
couples, families all across the globe. That's a massive goal. Um, small goal to get there is to start traveling, start traveling and, and producing that type of content. Um, Mm -hmm. so that clients see that that's what I do. Not just because I do a few concerts here and there as well. And, and some other, other gigs, but, and I love doing those. Um, but I want to be known for, uh, the wedding, the elopement, the, the engagement style, mm-hmm. um, so that those clients, when they look at my page, when they look at my website, they can see that that's what I do and that's what I specialize in. Mm-hmm. And then they feel comfortable with that. Um, and just to be able to increase uh, my interaction with the client better, yeah. I feel like that's a huge part. And I feel like that's a part that a lot of people miss sometimes. Um, but when you're able to be in, present in the moment with that client and treat them like they're your new best friend instead of treating them like a client. That's really important to me um, because I know that that's their special moment mm-hmm. and I don't want to come in and, and kind of feel like an intruder into that special moment. I want to come in and I want to treat them like family. I want to be treated like family. Like I want to be welcomed in because okay. that's when you do your best work, right? right? When you feel a part of the family and then you feel that passion, you're like, this is my family. I want to create the best moment possible for them. Mm-hmm. I want to create that and capture it for them. Um, so that's like a huge goal of mine to, in 2020, to uh, to really hone in on those skills, those people's skills, mm-hmm. um, and really dive deep and and into myself and into myself as a Christian and really care for people deeply. Yeah, because I think that's a huge part of it. So whenever you like you you have goals set out now, but I'm sure whenever you first started. Um, you may have had a different like vision for your life. What was your, like growing up, what was your original goal? What did you want to be? Uh, and then how did you get to photography out of all of that? Oh man, that's, <laughs> so basically I, I hit like a 180 mm-hmm. two years ago, two, a uh, year and a half ago, started the 180. It didn't happen like that. It, it was Never a process. Does. No. Um, but no, I mean, I played sports growing up. I played basketball, love playing basketball, like favorite sport for sure. Still do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so growing up as an athlete, I wanted to, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional athlete. And then when I get into high school, I'm like, probably not going to be a professional athlete, but man, it'd be cool to work with some, or it'd be cool to work with athletes and have that impact still. And so um, I eventually came to the conclusion that I wanted to be a sports psychologist um, and help those athletes with their the mental aspect of their game mm-hmm. um, not just the physical because uh, that's a very overlooked um, thing in, in this day and okay. so that became my passion and going into college like that's what I wanted to do and I continued to pursue that um, but then I picked up a camera and I fell in love with the process of that mm-hmm. and then I and I through mentors helping me out I realized that I love the business side of things as well. I mm-hmm. love being an entrepreneur and creating my own destiny per se. Um, and so, man, for about a year and a half, I struggled hard with those two passions because I truly believe I still have both of those passions. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to kind of combine those with what I'm doing. Um, but hopefully in 2020, I'll be able to do that. Um, when we talk about goals, one of my good, one of my um, goals for 2020 is to start that process of combining both of them. Yeah. Um, that's something I've been thinking about a while. And, uh, man, if I'm just able to bring more awareness to that mental health issue with athletes, mm-hmm. um, 
then that would be good enough for me. If I'm able to use my talents as a media producer um, to create a documentary, to create content, interviewing psychologists, interviewing different athletes that have these problems, um, public speaking maybe, like I would love to start doing a lot of that stuff in 2020. Um, definitely like on the side. Yeah. So right on, man. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the goals we have for 2020 is becoming completely self-reliant, like with the podcast that is. So we moving into next year, we want to make sure that all of the funding that is required to make these episodes happen is possible through sponsorships and donations. Um, and with that, we've already started working on that goal with uh, Hill Zion Records. So they are a amazing record company out of Tennessee that have offered to show some support each month. Um, they are producing some family-friendly music, mostly rap, but I think they're starting to expand uh, their genre. The OG sponsor. Dude, the OG sponsor. And we would not be like, we wouldn't even be close to like the production quality we're at now without people like that um, that come in and they just want to help support the creative people, the artists, mm -hmm. and their artists themselves so they see the value in it. Yeah, 100%. Right on. And uh, with that, we want to say thanks, Hill Zion. And uh, we'll just give a shout out to the other sponsor today, Triflix yeah. LLC, man. The, the real OG. Hey. <laughs> Self-confidence, man. You got to sponsor yourself. Of course. <laughs> if you guys are needing some some photo, we got Ben Gluntz here working in the studio. He will be on the spot taking taking those shots for you, man. Yep. Just the regular shooter. Shooter. Um, photo, video, that's uh, my, I guess, alma mater. That's what I go back to. That's, yep. uh, that's my bread and butter. Um, photo, video, graphics, podcasting, you know? Mm -hmm. we, we run it all. We uh, work with a lot of local businesses, a lot of... Uh, companies, but as well as individuals doing the photos and all that for weddings. We love to share. We love to con create and we yeah. love to capture. Yeah, dude, that's and there's nothing better than that. Nothing. All right. Well, let's bring it back in because you'd mentioned something that I like perked my interest. I'm actually not familiar yep. with. You said that mental health for athletes is something that oftentimes goes overlooked. Mm -hmm. Could you explain what that means to somebody that may just not be familiar? Because I personally don't know what mm -hmm. you mean by it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, um, but looking at the the simple aspect of it, you have an athlete. We'll say me, right? Okay. <clears throat> I want to. I want to. I set goals. I want to meet those goals. I want to perform at a certain level, and the coaches are going to help me perform. You know, trainers are going to help me perform, um, work out mm -hmm. to get to that level. Um, but what's often missed is how do we get? First of all, how do we get those athletes to have that? intrinsic that self-motivation mm -hmm. to do that um, because a lot of times athletes experience burnout and they don't want to do it right yeah, um, even, even if they've ex expressed that they do want to do it they're still not there mentally mm -hmm. and so it's hard to get them to do that um, and and a lot of the ways used to get them motivated um, aren't the best sometimes you know if if a player is really feeling that burnout and you want them to get um, to a certain level physically it may be the wrong time to implement sprints or to implement um, punishments to try and turn their motivation. That may not be it. That may be it for some people. Some people respond to that yeah. very well, uh, but other people might respond to, you know, a chat. Like maybe you sit down with someone and ask them what they're going through, like what they're thinking, uh, what what you can do as a coach or as a trainer to help them get to that level of self motivation. You know, um, and I think that's a lot of there's a lot that people miss about that. And I think it's important to bring awareness to that. Um, 
And then not to mention, um, on the other side of things, people dealing with mental health, um, whether that's depression, whether that's OCD, um, et cetera, when someone's going through something like that, or when they're going through um, something tragic in their life, even if it might be trivial to you, you as a coach should come alongside them and encourage them to, to um, get help for that at least. Because if they're not in the right mindset um, of training, if their mind is stuck on those hard things in life, then they're not gonna perform well and they're not even gonna want to perform well. So I think a lot of times people forget about things like that. Um, and a lot of athletes don't feel comfortable sharing those things mm -hmm. with coaches um, or trainers because those are personal things, yeah. right? Um, if your grandma just died or, or if you're going through um, a depressive state, you don't want to tell that to your coach. You don't right. want to, you want to, you know, let them know that you're at a weak point because athletes are, athletes are supposed to be strong, right? Like they're supposed to be physically strong and just mentally strong. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. You got to push through and do this work. Right. Right. So I think that's, that's a big thing that people miss. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that we need to do better at talking about and encouraging encouraging environments where that's that's yeah. like encouraged and that's welcomed for athletes to talk about right because yeah. you never know something's wrong until it reaches the lowest point and that's when suicide can happen um, that's when a lot of different things just yeah. self-hurt in general can happen and yeah. you don't want to get to that point so right on and i think like it is important to remember like because this applies to everybody like everybody oh, yeah. experiences burnout but also so many different personalities will rely on different motives like mm -hmm. so some may be motivated by fear i would consider yep. myself somebody very motivated by fear like the fear of not being successful drives me to be successful like the fear of like uh, of whatever your um whatever it is for me that is what's going to drive me towards my ideal self now other people it's like they need that love and compassion i think everyone does like you you need these motivations it's a balance across right. the board but people lean either way yeah. right and and some people need that like loving support and like significantly more than other people yeah. and you know like those people can be referred to like some people might call them like weak or like uh too uh you're too feeling oriented mm -hmm. or whatever but yeah. reality is they're just it's just a different motive they're wired different yeah and there's a ton of them i've actually studied uh like in my personal time, I like to study psychology. So like this stuff really does interest me. Uh, but I'm kind of curious, what do you do in your free time? Like you'd mentioned hiking. Mm -hmm. What do you do to relax whenever you're not shooting photos? Whenever I'm not shooting photos. Mm -hmm. um, there's a there's a few things. I think hanging with close friends and, uh, and family is the best thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm far from family, so it's usually close friends. But uh, there's something therapeutic just about talking. And I think that is the biggest thing in my life that kind of calms me down whenever I'm getting anxious is talking. And then a huge thing for me is praying as well. Um, the, when you talk it out with you, when you talk something through with a friend, a close friend, and then, and a few close friends, and you're able to get advice, encouragement, even accountability from those friends, um, man, you can come out on the other side so much better. Mm -hmm. But if you keep things in, then you're just going to be super distraught all the time. You'll be worrying all the time and you're not going to be able to make sense of it. Yeah. But if you verbally place it out or if you write it down, I mean, it depends on how someone ticks. But 
putting it out there outside of your mind makes you able to see it in a whole different light. Yeah. And that's why so, like a lot of times people can give better advice than they can take. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause whenever that's someone what we're comes made for to each you, other. Yeah. It's community is huge. Oh, definitely. Right. So what, um, and it sounds like that kind of overlaps with like your, your psychology background mm-hmm. too, or uh, like you said, you went to school for a little bit and now you're taking a break. I, we talked about, about that more off camera. So, like, are you considering going back uh, for psych or do you feel like photography right now is your, like, out of your two directions, like there's mm-hmm. a fork in the road? Um, or do you think that you could do both? Trying to figure that out right now. Um, definitely photography, media production is number one in my life right now. Mm-hmm. So that's a passion that I'm fully chasing and I made that decision to fully chase this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if as the opportunity has arisen and and I think going back for a psychology degree would help immensely both in my passion for psychology, you know, mm-hmm. with that with the athletes. Um, it helps a lot with what I do with media production because when you're able to understand people that you're shooting, capturing um, on a deeper level and you can maybe you can maybe notice, you know, a bride that's doesn't look too great, but nobody else in the room is noticing her, but you're able to go over and say, hey, what can I do to make your day feel better? Mm-hmm. How can I capture these moments better for you? Um, when you're able to kind of like think higher than everybody else um, and have that understanding of how the, the human brain works, that can help a lot. Um, and then also in marketing too. I mean, marketing goes hand in hand with media production, you know? So understanding how a consumer works, how your clients um, are thinking and how you can better understand them and better um, build that trust with them along the way. Um, yeah. It's a huge asset. So there may be there may be a time where I go back to school. Um, I think when I look at it, um, there's there's a lot of like cost benefit analysis, and then there's a lot of um, time benefit analysis that yeah. goes along. And um, for me, time is huge, and and freedom is huge, and the ability to travel and the ability to um, just kind of do my own thing in a sense with business is important to me and being on a campus just really doesn't, I don't know, it's really not my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd probably have to be online school if any, but who knows, we could get there. Um, I definitely kind of told myself to take at least a year off um, because yeah. a semester just really isn't enough time to figure out things in life and what you want to do and yeah. and how you're going to get there, Go, setting goals, right? Like. It, Definitely. Five months of not that much time to accomplish even small goals. So a year off and then we'll kind of reassess and mm-hmm. see where I'm at. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. you're going to be working for at least another 35, 45 years. So exactly. it's like one year in between that to figure out what direction that next, you know, couple of uh, decades will yeah. lead. You know, it, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And a lot of times nope. it's kind of overlooked um, yep. as an option. For sure. I mean, I kind of wish I did that right after high school, um, but, you know, that didn't happen. And what's done is done. And I actually look back and appreciate going to school for two years and then figuring out that I need to take a step back and see what I want to do. Um, but, I mean, that's something that our society is is just heavy on pushing people through the system and pushing people through the system. And, like, um, that's not how our minds work. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to process things and getting pushed through high school and then just right straight into college without really even thinking about the real world and what you want to do with your life. And that's just super unhealthy mm-hmm. from a psychological standpoint, at least. 
um, let alone a physical standpoint. Yeah. So, all right, man, we're, we're getting close to the end here. So we're going to like rattle through these last couple, but all right. Inspiration. Do you have like something that stands out a friend, uh, some sort of photographer athlete, like where, what gives you the most inspiration to go out and do what you do? Um, these days I find a lot of it on social media, but starting up, uh, my older sister has definitely been a big inspiration for mm -hmm. me. Um, she did the same thing. What's her name? Emily. Emily. Emily Colon. Holmes now. Oh, yeah. She got married. Congrats. Shout out Brian, Ooh. the goat. <laughs> uh, cute little nephew, too, uh, Theo. Mm -hmm. um, but she's been a huge inspiration to me, an even bigger one now, being a mom and running her business. Um, she started that business fresh out of high school. Uh, maybe in high school, mm -hmm. uh, not sure the timeline, but she's been running for a good, um, you know, eight years now, at least eight, nine years. And uh, just the drive that she's shown, the creative drive that she's shown, um, improving her craft. Yeah. You know, that's that's someone I've really looked up to for inspiration constantly. And, and I, I bounce ideas off of her all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really great to have her uh, willing to help me in any area that I'm struggling or, or having questions or doubts in. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Sounds good. And as far as learning goes, what has been, I mean, you went traditional route for psychology, of course, but for photography, what has helped you learn the most? Um, mentors, mm -hmm. people pouring into me and just showing me, um, like my sister and like others, um, showing me new ways to create, showing me better ways to create more efficient ways to create. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, dude, online, you can find so much stuff online. Yeah. Um, there's so many, when you talk about mentors, there's so many mentors out there online now that you can drag knowledge from mm -hmm. and kind of build your own craft around. Um, and so, yeah, instead of going the classroom setting to learn how to shoot and learn how to um, frame shots, but learn how to like edit shots as well, man, the internet is an amazing thing. <laughs> yeah, everything you want to learn is pretty much available to you pretty it's much. crazy and hey if you have to pay a little money to get it that's mm -hmm. a cost i'm willing to take you know i'll pay 20 bucks for a course it's gonna maybe yield thousands or more mm -hmm. you know in mm -hmm. revenue so all right um i, I think we asked talk, i talked to you about this question off and you kind of didn't have an answer for it then so maybe you've thought about it misunderstandings what's the biggest misconception or misunderstanding people ask you whether that's about like Hey, what happened to college or what, like, how, how did you get into like marketing and, and video or what, you know, what did people ask you? Um, biggest misunderstanding. It's a hard one. Um, like you said, I didn't really have an answer for it off camera, but thinking about it now, I think just the fact that, and I love doing it, but just the fact that I have to go into a lot of detail when I tell people what I do, mm -hmm. um, you can kind of tell that there's a big mis misunderstanding of what I actually do. Mm -hmm. um, these days in social media, you know, a lot of the stuff online is, you know, that I post is hiking and, and other business related stuff. But, you know, if you were just to look at my Instagram, you'd probably think I just go travel a bunch and hike, which is not the case. Um, but definitely after, you know, I build that repertoire of, um, or that built that image of me going to college, yeah. And sharing that story and sharing that passion for so long, um, I kind of have had to revert that in people's minds every time I come in contact with them. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, what are you doing? Are you still in college? A lot of people, a lot of people think I'm still in college because I really didn't make that, you know, public. Right. But um, and it's been great. I, I love sharing stories and, and I love sharing how God has used me in my mm -hmm. life and how he's kind of guided me through different trials 
Um, and, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I would say what I do currently is probably the biggest misunderstanding that I have to kind of straighten out yeah. with people. Right. So, and as far as advice goes for people, any, what's the biggest piece of advice you have for people? Um, have an open mind, mm-hmm. take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, there's so many things that we could have got into on this podcast. Um, just lessons that I've learned over the past year and a half, two years, hard, hard lessons. Um, and man, you, you got to swallow your pride. Yeah. Um, when you get critics, whether you ask for it or not, which you usually don't ask for it. Right. When you get critics, um, whether it's people close to you or far away from you, take everything with a grain of salt and, and see if you can pick out even just the tiniest little lesson that you can learn mm-hmm. from a critic yeah. because that's how you learn. That's how you grow. You grow through the hard times. So if some, if someone thinks you're doing something bad and you just stand there and you say, no, I'm not. Yeah. That's not very healthy and you're not going to be able to grow from it. Right. So, but if you, if you stand there and you say, you know, I don't think I am, but Hey, I'll, I'll take your criticism. No, I'll, I'll go, you know, analyze myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't find something. Maybe you are right. And you really didn't have anything wrong. But if you take that time and, and reflect back on what you did, yeah. um, you're going to be happy you did it because sometimes you will have to swallow your pride and you'll, you'll realize, Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have treated them like I treated them, or maybe I shouldn't have made that decision. Um, but next time, I know not to make that decision because I look back at that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take everything with a grain of salt. All right, there you, there you guys have it, man. Take it with a grain of salt. That's all it is. So people might be interested in you now, now they know a little bit about you. If they have questions about photography, mental health, whatever, yeah. whatever that is, where can they contact you? Where can they find your work, your photography, and all that? Um, <clears throat> Instagram is probably the biggest platform I use. So at ben.glunts, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely hit me up on there DM me. I'm more than willing to talk to you. Yeah. Um, do have Twitter, but I don't really use it. So I won't really drop that. Yeah. Instagram. Website's coming soon. We'll get so, there. Uh, we'll get there, but hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. You'll see some pretty cool photos, I'd, I'd assume. Yeah. Well, people th- have told me that. So if you want to find more Instagram, ben.glunts, mm-hmm. if uh, you guys know anybody that you think might be a good fit for the podcast, we actually had one guy stop in the office a couple of days ago just to check out the space and uh, tell us good job on the podcast. I thought that was pretty cool. That's dope. When did that happen? Uh, I think Tuesday. Yeah. Huh. Uh, he said he knew you. His name's like Hayden. Uh he was a really cool guy. We can talk more off camera about it. But uh, if you guys know anybody that um, you think would be a good fit or if you would like to consider sponsoring the podcast, uh, donating anything like that, please reach out, um, triflix.com, as well as if you guys are looking to hire some photography, some video, uh, website, graphics, podcasts, all that stuff, um, you can find us online there. We love sharing. Do we, we love do. creating. We love capturing. Yeah. And while we are based in Columbus, we do like to travel. Oh, we love to travel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking time out of whatever you were working on today <laughs> to come into the other office room and yeah. have a conversation. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Like, love talking to people. Yeah. So, All right, man. Story. Well, right on. I'll let you uh, finish this out and have a good day. And to the people watching, I hope you guys have a good day as well. Peace. Awesome.